Well, I think it probably depends on your orientation. Again, I'm a strongly spiritual person. I hold that within a certain religious context. So mine is connected with God. like that a lot. I'm going to take care of myself. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Solely Human podcast. I am Jasmine Naomi, your host, and I have a very special guest with me here today, and I will have her introduce herself in a second. Um, Solely Human is a space where we talk about our shared human experiences. We grow and we learn together, um, but we also acknowledge that we are also soul, and our soul is what connects us to self to others and the universe around us. So um, thank you so much, Daphne, for being here. Uh, To introduce you, can you tell me how, who you would say you are without describing uh, what you do for work? That's a hard one because they're related. Um, Mm. I would say I am a seeker. Um, I am a a woman um, of... And I'm entering a new generation, so a new chapter um, of my um, age-wise. But I think mostly I'm a woman who cares about people. And I I love being with people. I love talking with people. I love having fun and going on adventures. Um, But I think I'm also a strongly spiritual person, Mm -hmm. and I'm a seeker. Okay, I love that. That was beautiful. I haven't heard seeker to be described Mm. before, so I really like that. Thank you. So then, how would you describe who you are, including what it is you spend a lot of time doing? So because I love relationships and people, um, I am a social worker at heart. um, So that, I feel like, um, embodies who I am and where my values align with. Thankfully, I was also able to get a degree in social work, and so that's who I am professionally. I now teach social work, um, and I'm looking to get back into the practice of social work as well. Okay. Um, For those of you that don't know, um, I am also a social worker, and there have been a few people in my life that have been with me through the whole journey from beginning to now, and uh, you're one of them. So uh, for a little bit of context, I know um, Daphne through uh, high school. I worked with you in high school. I worked for her as a student worker, and then I went on to do my bachelor's degree in social work and she no longer worked at a high school. She was a professor in my program and, you know, kind of just continued a friendship, a mentorship through there. So I love talking with you because we just have great conversations every time we talk about relationships, usually about people, how, um, you know, serving those in our community and growing within ourselves. So I'm really happy you're here. Thank you. This is yes. all new. So, but fun. Yes. I'm excited. Uh, So we had talked a little bit about yesterday because I was thinking in my head, I'm not sure what or where to even start because we could literally talk about anything. But I think that we talked about discussing uh, intuition and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And I think people would describe it differently. Mm -hmm. But um, for you, what does that look like or feel like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, really good question, and of course I'm interested in that. I think, um, well, I think it probably depends on your orientation. Again, I'm a strongly spiritual person. I hold that within a certain religious context. So mine is connected with God, but I think it's also being about connected with your soul. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but intuition for me is kind of taking time to sit with yourself in a very grounded place. So when you're when you're feeling um, free from all the outer judgments or inner judgments, mm -hmm. and you just have a time of peace and can put it, um, for me, it's putting it to God where the hopes and dreams are. Mm -hmm. um, or when even when you're thinking about a certain situation, tuning into what is right here, mm -hmm. instead of being out of yourself, being in yourself and taking time to listen. Mm. I feel like that is hard to do. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, because when you said inner judgments, I was like, that's a big one. Sometimes it can be easy to avoid the outer judgments, right? All you got to do is be alone in your room. Yes. But then the inner judgments, that one's huge. Mm -hmm. So uh, how do you do that? How do you find that space or that silence? So I was thinking about this um, earlier, and just in context of the conversations you and I have had over the years, I think, to tell you the truth, I've realized I'm kind of glad I'm um, at the age I am, um, perhaps because I've passed through some of the harder journeys of doing the healing. Mm -hmm. um, when I was your age-ish, I was in the depths of needing to do the healing, you know, and I pulled in lots of tools. I um, connected with a therapist for a long time. I connected with support groups, with other people. I'm an external processor, but also an internal processor. I still have binders of journals of writing. And I, I actually now intend to go back and read um, some of that. Mm. But um, so the connecting with myself would be in part taking time with myself alone, mm -hmm. but also um, in nature, mm -hmm. um, and learning to um, really care for the soul, learning to care for all parts of me. Mm -hmm. So something new, some new language, I think, for me, not, not new understanding, but new language would be um, internal family systems, okay. um, and looking at the different parts and instead of judging the parts, asking the parts of ourselves, mm -hmm. asking, what do they have for me to learn? Mm -hmm. What is it? Instead of, I shouldn't feel that way, mm -hmm. more opening up to what's going on that, that's there and taking time to care for that part instead of to judge it. Mm -hmm. That's huge because um, I don't think a lot of people hear that. Yeah. I think even as a clinician and the internal family systems, um, it rings as a clinical term. I've heard it before. Before I, you know, say what I'm thinking about it, can you describe what it is? Um, I'll describe my limited understanding because I want to read that more. Works. <laughs> but I would say that I think all of us could agree we can feel two different things at one time, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we might be feeling a variety of things more than two, but that... Um, that we have different experiences within ourselves 
Um, an example, if I'm with somebody that I've had um, history with, mm-hmm. I might um, really be angry at them for something and care deeply for them at the same time. Okay. And those feelings are probably triggers from different parts of me. Okay. And so to so just that there might be um, an angry part, um, a part of me that perhaps is still hidden because of deep wounds, um, a part that wants to still go and do and have the world recognize my value, but different parts to us, and they're all inside us competing for what their needs are. Um, And so, but taking the time to, um, what do I want to say? To... um, to listen to those mm-hmm. parts, but also to value, because I think it's really easy for us to shut off the voices that are not desirable to what we think we're supposed to show to the outside world. Mm. When really those voices are kind of, I don't know, just bells for things that we should be listening to for ourselves. Yes. yes. So... I think that our natural response as humans is if we feel something uncomfortable, um, either we ignore it or we shove it or we blame it. So it's like, this is you, this is not me, or um, I don't want this, I'm going to distract myself, I'm going to get on my phone, I'm going to listen to music, I'm going to go do something else. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you think it looks like if we feel and we hear these things internally, maybe for a brief moment before we push them or blame someone else. And we're quick to do that, I feel like. Um, What happens if we continue to do that over time? What does that look like? If we can continue to shove, you mean, and blame, Mm -hmm. I think we're injuring ourselves. um, And and we end up bitter and hostile, Mm -hmm. and um, we like ourselves even less. Mm -hmm. And I think we we internalize the shame. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. I have had, when I think to my adult clients, I think that I have, a. I remember a lot of them that I think were clinging to a lot of those negative emotions and thoughts and experiences. And I think some of it maybe also came from, maybe they were confusing it to be that's like keeping them safe. Mm, yes. Yes. Um, I don't know what you think about that. The, I think we easily come up with layers or walls, mm-hmm. and they're there for security, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even in thinking about the parts, instead of condemning ourselves for having those walls, mm-hmm. to instead provide safety for mm-hmm. the part of us that needs a wall, okay. and then in time ask, what's the wall about? Okay. Um, and is there a way to let go of the wall? Mm-hmm. You know? So maybe instead of like shaming or getting angry at ourselves for that part, saying that's here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why right now, yes. but that's okay. Yes. This is also part of me. I love me. And um, this is here right now. And yeah. That's okay. Yeah. 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 And even if we don't always feel love for ourselves, because I think that terminology is really hard for some people. That's true. Is to at least say, but I'm going to take care of. 
me. Mm. Um, and I'm, you know, to kind of be the, we talk about the inner child, but maybe there also needs to be an inner parent, mm -hmm. um, an inner protector, an inner somebody that can say, it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do what's needed to find safety. I like that a lot. I'm going to take care of myself because... I feel like even when we don't feel like we love someone, we will still show up yeah, for them and we yeah, will still take care yeah. of them. So then what does that look like for me? And frankly, when you're a parent, you're not always so thrilled with your kids. But I'm sure. I think the instinct, like I, I've said this and now I have grandkids. I would die for mm -hmm. my kids. There's no question, mm -hmm. you know, now put me in that circumstance. I don't know, <laughs> my heart says <laughs> in a second, I would die for my kids. Mm -hmm. But would I do that for myself? And you know, would I care for myself in that same way? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure in the past that I've had that level of care, but I think over time, I at least have great peace with myself. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so hard or why do you think it's easier to show up for others instead of show up for ourselves? Oh, I think uh, so. Again, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a religious person, but I'm not sure religion has always been good to us in that way. Mm. I think religion has taught us it or we've, in, we've somehow received from religion that it's selfish mm -hmm. to take care of yourself mm -hmm. or to have boundaries <laughs> that are yeah. caring for yourself. Yeah. And so um, growing up, if you've grown up in, in that way, well, I think even a society that touts itself as a Christian society mm -hmm. um, is that there's this layer of... Um, I would say unhealthy thought and um, that somehow we can't um, put our own needs to the forefront. We can't ask for what we need. We can't tune in. Everyone else always has to come first. And that's very unhealthy. I don't believe in any way that that's what God intended. That is so real. Yeah. I think that comes from a place of um, at least, you know, growing up, Religion and church and serving your community is so big. Yes. And it can be a beautiful thing, but you can serve others and take care of yourself. Yes. So you can yes. support others and helping their needs um, be met, whether it's uh, basic needs, emotional needs, but then you can also do the same for yourself. Yeah. They can, yeah. They can both coexist. Yes. And I think that that need for service and community, that's where that gets lost. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that's where I got the people-pleasing tendencies yeah. <laughs> and the anxiety that comes mm -hmm. with that mm -hmm. because you, you spend so much time making sure that the people around you are happy. And yes. That, and then um, – you know, anxiety comes from that, and then it's like, I, I don't need to worry about me. As long as they're good, I'm good. Yes. But that's not actually how it works or how it feels. So um, I hear that. Yeah. Or if we have everything outside of us perfect, mm -hmm. then I can finally tune in and get my own peace. Instead of, what if I spend time with God mm -hmm. and I get grounded in the peace that I get from that because mm -hmm. I believe I'm created by God um, and I can be steeped in his peace and goodness. And out of that, I'm eager to give and it doesn't empty my cup to give. Mm -hmm. It fills it even more. Mm -hmm. yeah. So filling our cup first 
me um, taking care of us. Mm -hmm. And then in that space that we're in, which would hopefully feel like a full space, a full positive, peaceful space, and then going and then being able to extend that love to others as well. And then it just feels good and it's, oh, God, thank you so much that I got to do that. Yes. Yeah. Instead of feeling depleted because consciously or unconsciously, I was needing something by helping somebody. I needed somebody to tell me that somehow have that confirm my worth. Um, Yes. And I don't often get that. And so then I'm, again, like... It didn't fill me, so then I look for more mm-hmm. people-pleasing things mm-hmm. to try and confirm my worth. Mm-hmm. But the the reality is, and I just get so excited, we are God's beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, I know everybody doesn't believe in God in the same way. That's okay. Mm-hmm. We are whole. Mm-hmm. We are beloved mm-hmm. exactly as we are, yes. imperfect, wrinkly, tubby, you know, everything Mm -hmm. exactly as we are. Mm -hmm. And when we can sit in that goodness, um, I was talking to you yesterday. I don't know if this is where you want me to go, but like I envision, I um, literally, when I think about this, I close my eyes. I can see standing um, in the light of God's love. Mm -hmm. I believe love is transformational. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't mean romantic love, although that's pretty great too. Mm -hmm. Um, But sitting in the light of God's love and being filled by that Mm -hmm. and filled by the belief and the the knowing Mm -hmm. that I don't have to do or be anything different than I am right there in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then moving from there into life. Mm-hmm. That's where goodness is. I won't cry right now. I won't <laughs> cry. <laughs> That's so real. That's so beautiful. I think that we spend so much time seeking that worth, like you said, in other things, in other experiences, even in other people, yes. our friendships, yes. our romantic relationships, our familiar relationships. We keep waiting for something yes. and we keep asking for things and or asking for that in different ways. And um, it never really feels enough because that's not where it's supposed to come yes. from. It's yes. supposed to come from us, yes. from within, because yes. like you said, as we are, we are already worthy. Mm-hmm. And I think in our culture, uh, it's pretty normal to where people associate their job with their worth or their efficiency yes. with their worth. Yeah. And um, no. Right, because we're going to make mistakes. We're going to get older and start forgetting things. Yes. (laughs) Or still be just 26 and forget things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, With that, though, I think that there's, um, I've really focused lately on the word trust Mm. because I, um, you know, I think it's really easy, especially in the last couple of years, to have there's a lot of anxiety just brewing around us, right? And worries and concerns and um, so many things to wonder and be concerned about. Um, but I, I just kind of picture we just need to move our heads to there. There's another sign, mm-hmm. anxiety, worry, you know, what ifs. But there's also trust. Mm-hmm. What if it is going to be okay? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I I believe that trust comes from God mm-hmm. um, and towards God, but it's also trust in others, offering grace mm-hmm. to others when mm-hmm. they disappoint us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because people are going to disappoint us. You yeah. know, we're going to disappoint ourselves. We're going to dis- others are going to disappoint us. Mm-hmm. But to focus in on the trust, when if you think about um, Erickson's develop- developmental theory, what's mm-hmm. the first one? Trust uh, versus mistrust. And we're still learning it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we... Um, so imagine also um, as an infant, um, never haven't really thought about this before now, mm-hmm. but I'm picturing holding an infant mm-hmm. and um, looking into their eyes. And you know, their, um, <clears throat> excuse me, their eyesight is just about 12 inches long, which is about the distance of a um, caregiver's arms to their, their face to us, you know, mm. so they can see our face. Yeah. And that's how um, we develop trust is when we're looking into the face of our caregivers as that. babies. Mm. Um, and, and there's all kinds of other ways that, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. just trusting when somebody that when somebody picks us up when we're hurting or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you think about that, mm-hmm. that's also the same thing of needing to look into the face of God mm-hmm. or our higher power, however yes. you do that. And that can be in nature, in a Bible or a prayer um, book, mm-hmm. or um, in the face of trusted community members, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But spending time with the trusting part of our souls yeah. and to to work that trust muscle, mm-hmm. if you will, because mm-hmm. that's where I think that peace comes from. And I think that it takes, like you said, the muscle. It takes practice. Yes. To yes. trust. It takes oh, yes. practice and uh, time. And I think something you almost at least once in every time we spend together, you say to, you know, trust the process. And it's so real and it does take practice it because does. the amount of times. And I, I firmly believe that um, God, universe, spirit, the creator is within all of us. Yeah. I think that is our soul. And I think that when we feel something or think something, our intuition, one would say, God, I think it's the same. I think it's mm-hmm. one in the same. Mm-hmm. And so when I feel something or think something and I do the opposite – uh, because I'm not trusting self, yes, I'm not yes. trusting spirit, uh, it doesn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll feel it, whether it's the next day or a month later. Mm-hmm. But the same goes for when I trust that immediate feeling that I truly believe is God speaking through me, and yes. I'm feeling that. Um, the same thing, things are easier. There is alignment mm-hmm. within self, yes. and there's a greater feeling of peace. Yes, yes. Um, but I think it's a constant like practice thing. It's a constant ongoing mm-hmm. uh, journey because the opposite feeling, so the feeling of doing this right now because I feel like I have control of this right now, that's significantly more uh, comfortable yeah. and I know that a lot yeah. better. Yeah. And so it's like we don't get comfortable doing things without practicing them. Yeah. So if I'm going to practice ignoring this and taking control control myself as if I actually have control. It's more of like a perceived illusion of control, you know. <laughs> I think I did this, right? So um, that becomes more comfortable. So that's what I gravitate towards. So yes. then this whole trusting the process, um, I feel like it can suck sometimes because yeah. we don't <laughs> we don't always see we don't see what's happening no. most of the time no. anyway. No. So often I think well 
I think we we often know the first next step. Okay. We want to know the end product. Mm-hmm. But um, often I think our soul knows intuitively. And I, I think God guides us in that. But um, however the you know, you view the world, um, we often know the first next step. And if we are following anxiety mm-hmm. um, and fear, that's probably not it. Mm-hmm. But if we're going where the peace is, even if that's the hard step, that's the part that's going to bring us that goodness. Mm. Yeah. So maybe even just taking that first step, right. if that's all you can see and hear, but it feels peaceful and yes. it feels positive, then doing that and then maybe just continuing to right. do that. Right. And to trust that it's good because we can take a step believing in that peace and goodness, I'm supposed to do this, but have no idea as to what the next pieces would be mm-hmm. um, or if anything would come of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be with a relationship, a job opportunity, um, or some other new adventure. Mm-hmm. Um and it might be a long time before we get that step confirmed, mm-hmm. but we followed the step. And we that's where some trusting also needs to happen of whatever I did there was what I was supposed to do. Maybe I didn't get instant val- um, validation, mm-hmm. um, but I did it because my heart told me I was supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking with, a friend about this actually on the podcast uh, last week that oftentimes will will listen to up here instead uh, of here. Yes, uh, yes, because I think it's hard sometimes. Well, we already talked. It's hard to sometimes listen to what we're feeling and do that mm-hmm. instead of once we've filtered it through the brain and thought of fifty other mm-hmm. alternatives. Yeah. that maybe um, I don't know are more satisfying for whatever reason. So it's hard to do that, but um, you know that practice and just that feeling and getting comfortable in that feeling. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we can sit with God um, and there's no to-dos except to just be and show up. That's that's hard. That's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but then I think life gives you the to-dos. You know, I still have to grade papers. I'm not sure God ever says, oh, goody, let's go grade papers, you know, but it's on my to-dos. That's true. Um, And so, but, um, yeah, I, it's. Sometimes there's a huge burden blessing that I feel called to act on and for a day. Um, and others, it's just like, just show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just thought of something while you were saying that. We love to-dos. We like mm. to do things. And I think that might be partially when, um, or partially from because of the reason of we feel worthy when we're doing things yes. and getting stuff done. Yes. So I have to do all of these things. And um, then, you know, this makes me good at this, or this makes me worthy, or this makes yes. me who I am. Yes. These things that I'm doing out externally. Um, when in reality, if we understand that we are already worthy of love, of empathy, of respect from ourselves and from others, um, 
then the doing maybe and just existing and just being in the silence and in the nothing becomes a little bit easier because yeah. we're not trying to rationalize the worth of our existence. Yes. We're yes. just okay with being us yeah. and just being there yeah. and connecting with self yes. and, and, and Christ. And maybe in that, on the days that it's not about us going and doing and being, then we are more present for somebody else mm -hmm. who is going and doing and being. And mm -hmm. we can be a cheerleader mm -hmm. instead of the one needing to take up the space in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Because we're all in community. I mean, I think that's, that's another thing is that we are here... Um, with and for others. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just about what's God going to do for me today. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's how am I showing up or can I show up? Mm -hmm. Or, wow, there's other people in the room too. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're in a significantly more positive space to do that when yes. we're here mm -hmm. in here. Um, what would you say to someone that is trying to be more present with themselves, mm. if different from you yeah. know, anything we've said now. Sure, sure. I think um, I would ask them, where do they find joy? What do they already do that feels good mm -hmm. and nurture that some more? Okay. And or, um, you know, again, I've mentioned um, nature and music. Well, I didn't mention music, but I think that's very powerful. I read a lot. I love quotes and, mm -hmm. you know, I collect mm -hmm. them and stuff. Um, but I think um, just even taking time, if you're not used to taking time to sit with yourself, just start practicing it. Mm -hmm. And it can be in little snippets of time. This is something you and I have talked mm -hmm. about, talked with you when you were my student. Mm -hmm. um, but about mini vacations, mm -hmm. you know, that sitting with your cup of coffee and just holding the warm mug mm -hmm. for, you know, the 20 seconds or something. Because mm -hmm. I do work with students. I'm well aware their lives are crammed, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's not always the time. Life doesn't afford them that um, to take an hour a day or whatever it is, mm -hmm, but to take pauses, mm -hmm. just little bitty pauses through mm -hmm. the day and to perhaps look up at the sky mm -hmm. and just breathe in the air, you know, mm -hmm. the goodness. Mm -hmm. um, I think gratitude really helps us too. Yeah. Um, when we can take time to really appreciate the good. I mean, yeah. there's so easy to see problems, mm -hmm. but um, gratitude counterbalances that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional home, but one of the things, and there were five kids, mm -hmm. um, and my mom had kids very young in life and um, without much support from my father, and we were five kids born within six years. So we oh, wow. were boom, 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 mm -hmm. you know, and there were twins at the start. Mm -hmm. um, but she made, I'm pretty sure, I had a lunch that I took to school from my early years that I remember um, probably every day. We didn't have school lunches back then, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she did that probably using almost a whole loaf of bread a day to make sandwiches because my brothers were older than me. They had two sandwiches, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like, 
I've learned, and I know that's a simple thing, but somebody fed me when I was a little girl to mm -hmm. get me to here. Mm -hmm. There were lots of things that weren't so good, mm -hmm. but that I think maybe because I'm, I'm, I was a mom and I know the busyness of trying to get out the door, mm -hmm. you know, get mm -hmm. all the kids out the door to their various things. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had a lunch every day. Somebody made those sandwiches. That's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You know, so I think yeah. taking time for your world, your world now, but also past things. Mm -hmm. And this is going off on a little tangent, but I know, um, again, my stage of life, I talk to friends and stuff and our bodies are not what they used to be. <laughs> um, and so let me tell you, you're at a great age. <laughs> so appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also learned, you know, this body bore two children. Um, and I had great pregnancies. I survived. I've lived mm. through those pregnancies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have, um, there's a lot that this body has survived yeah. and um, gotten me through. Yeah. And so instead of um, um, berating my, you know, my all my white hairs and mm. the wrinkles and the sagginess mm. that, you know, it's like, oh, there's another one. And, you know, mm. it's like, wait a minute, can we just value the story that they represent? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I value the story that they represent. I like that a lot. Um, I think that I'm pretty sure, yeah, there are studies that show that it's easier for our brain to gravitate towards the negative than yeah. it is to the positive. So it's yeah. very quick to think of 50 things that um, we want or we need to do or that we don't like yes. and that uh, we want to have done better or look differently. Um, and so then rerouting those thoughts and taking time to to acknowledge our story, acknowledge mm -hmm. what's gotten us here, where we're going, who we are right now um, is important. I think it's special. I do. I do thank spirit every morning for my able body because yeah. that's a big one, yes. right? I, I am so thankful and blessed for my able body. Um, that can be easy to forget that it's it's not a given, you know? Yeah. It's it's a blessing. So, um, yeah. There was something else I was going to say about that. Gratitude. I feel that gratitude is definitely something that connects us to Christ, to yeah. self. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my big ones, too. I think that's really important. Um. I had another thought on that. It's the ADHD, guys. <laughs> it happens. Um, it's gone. That's okay. Can I say something? Please, why yeah, you're yeah, thinking? Please, yeah. yeah. So it just reminded me. Um, so I keep a Sabbath once a week. Mm -hmm. Once a week, I take off from work. I don't check work emails. I often get together with friends. I worship. I do a variety of things. Love, love, love my Sabbath. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting. So my husband is reading our, um, a book about on Sabbath. Um, and he shared with me a piece that talked about the Jewish culture. And if I'm remembering it right, they talk about on Sabbath, not having petitions of request to God. And oh. I think that's very powerful to have a day where you're not focused on your needs. Mm. You're more focused on 
worship of God mm-hmm. and praise to God and perhaps gratitude, mm-hmm. but not the request. Mm-hmm. And that that's a new concept for me. And I, I just, I'm like letting that percolate some more. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, to take a rest or a Sabbath from our requests, mm-hmm. you know. I haven't heard that like that either. I like that. What do you think that allows us the space to do? To appreciate what we have mm-hmm. and to focus on the goodness of God, mm-hmm. not on what God can do for me, mm-hmm. um, but perhaps just on my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to make those requests. Right, daily, yeah. Every day, yeah. you know, kind of just thinking about it. Um, they come pretty naturally. Yeah, oh, absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah. Please, God, help me. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's real. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm processing. Yeah, it's okay. I can sit with silence. <laughs> yes, I forget. Some people can't. So then I feel the anxiety of needing to say something. But um, yes, I appreciate the people in my life that can sit in silence with me. I think that um, the things that we're talking about today from just addressing our own needs to spending time in silence and gratitude to our worth. um, I have a lot of people in my life right now and around me that I talk with these things about and they acknowledge these things as important things, but I don't think it's universal you know I think that there are still a lot of people working through a lot of stuff and everyone is on a different healing journey Mm -hmm. and it looks different for everyone but I think that from our conversation today and what I'm getting from today is ultimately that we are worthy Mm -hmm. we are love within ourselves Um, we can hold space for ourselves Mm -hmm. we can take we can take a moment and Whenever I use the word meditate with clients, they're like, (laughs) they're like, no, that's too hard. And it can be difficult. So I stop using that word. And it's more of just taking time or Mm -hmm. silence or space Mm -hmm. um, and that we are deserving of that time for ourselves, whether it be a few minutes um, or more, you know, uh, we are worthy ultimately. And we don't need to earn that worth and that when we are in a positive space within ourselves to acknowledge that and take care of ourselves. And then we are even in a more, uh, then we're in a better space to support the people that we love yes. too. But then yes. we're just as worthy of that. Yes. Yes. There's nothing on the to-do list that's more important than me having a minute with myself and God. Mm-hmm. In the, um, I do it in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Well, I hopefully throughout the day, too. Mm-hmm. I'm learning mm-hmm. that more and more. But I think the more I do that, the more I can um, have a grace for myself mm-hmm. in my own imperfections. Mm-hmm. But I think even more powerful... The more I'm able to have that grace for myself, the more I'm able to offer that to others. And um, I think that's then how it plays out in the world. Yeah, I think so too. Um, 
And I think that's why it's hard for people to do sometimes oh, because yeah. they're doing it. They're still learning to do it mm-hmm. within themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. They haven't learned to set the to-do list aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you again for talking with me, for coming on to Solely Human. Yes. I always appreciate this time with you. So we're actually getting lunch after this. So I'm really yeah. excited to just continue <laughs> talking. <laughs> um, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in to the Solely Human podcast. My name is Jasmine Naomi, and I'm your host. I had Daphne here with me today. Hopefully, she'll come again in the future. I'd um, love that. Yes, please. Uh, Solely Human releases every friday on spotify apple podcasts and youtube um we are in our first stage of doing solely human videos so this is super exciting for me um it's been about a year-ish of audio so i'm happy you guys are here uh as you go into your week your weekend um please be mindful of and maybe give yourself the same empathy that you would give the people around you. You are deserving of that empathy and that time and that love. And um, I wish you all peace going into the new weekend.